ready for the trumpet. What a great theme. You know, last month we dealt with a guy by the name of Gideon, and he won this incredible battle with 300 men using a trumpet and a torch. Wow. That Midianite army had no idea what was about to happen with a trumpet sound and a light. You know, it's kind of like our lives, because there's another trumpet that's about to sound. And I want to give you an entire month of messages that has to deal with being ready for the trumpet of Christ. Our gospel message comes this month from Luke chapter 12, verse number 40. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Luke 12, 40. What a powerful portion of Scripture. Because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. So the question is, are you ready? Are you ready for that trumpet? You know, that's a big question. But my opinion is, you should always be ready. There should be not a, a pause in your life in a relationship with Christ. You should not take a sabbatical from God. You should always be ready for the trumpet. Because the scripture is very precise. In a moment... You don't know when this trumpet is going to sound. So today, our goal is to give you the knowledge that you will need to always be ready for the trumpet. It's the return of Christ. I want you to be ready. No hesitation, no doubt, no question, ready. The Bible says in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. John 10.10. 10. You know, that's a powerful scripture, but it also says there's two forces here. There's the good and the evil. There's the enemy and there's the Lord. And one side is going to win in your life. The side, I believe, if you truly love God, the side that you want to be on is God's side. He's the winner. I've read the book, the Bible, and at the end of the day, the winner is God and his people. And today, my friend, if, if you're on God's side, I can tell you, it should not be a, a deal in your life. As we teach and preach this month on this subject, I want you to glean a lot of information. I want you to understand what Scripture has to say about this subject. Because I know that the bottom line is that God is bigger than the thief. God is bigger than the devil. There is no enemy that can come against you that can stop you from going to heaven. you got to determine in your life that God is greater and that you are ready for the victory. If you're ready for victory, as we taught you last month, 
then you are ready for the trumpet. You are absolutely, no questions asked, ready for the trumpet. So this month, you're going to learn about the end times. You're going to uh, find out about the rapture of the church, the coming of Christ. And I pray that through this month, the biblical prophecy that you will hear taught to you and preached to you from many books of the Bible, particularly the book of Revelation, you're going to find out that the Bible is very specific about this subject. And I want you to be informed. So this is what the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 13 is the beginning of my reading for you. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. So we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that what we who are still alive who are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet. There it is. Call of God. It's a trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Wow. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Now, if you want to get a, a firm beginning on a subject of the trumpet, of the subject of Christ coming back for the church, this is the place you start. It's the Word of God. It's where you start. You can't, there's so many teachings out there. There's so many people that have given their opinion about what this means and what that means. And these people have written so many books about this subject. Some is so far-fetched, it's craziness. But I encourage you, friend. I want you to look at what the Bible has to say about this subject this month. And maybe you've just now learning about it for the very first time. And maybe you're saying, oh my, I didn't know all that was in there. Well, this month, we hope to encourage you as a believer in what the Word of God has to say about the trumpet. And, and as I begin with that Thessalonians portion of Scripture, it's there to give you information. But I want you to hear what 1 Corinthians chapter 15 has to say about basically the same subject, but a little bit more information. You know, some people like a lot of information. Some like information in, in sections. Some people like me, just give me all the information and let me figure it out. But today, I've used this portion of Scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning at verse number 51, to let us go a little bit further. Listen, I tell you a mystery. 
we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. Say it with me. At the last trumpet. Come on, I can't hear you. At the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with the immortality. When the perishable hath been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with the immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Ah, where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, where, oh, death, is your victory? Get that in your heart. Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's that word again, victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Now that portion of scripture I use secondly, kind of to give you a little bit more of a basis for the theme of ready for the trumpet. Because it doesn't mean sit back in your chair and do nothing as you have spiritually prepared yourself. It means that you're supposed to be doing the work of the Lord. There is a process. And I want to make sure that you understand that this process is so important to your life. Working for the Lord is so important. That's my point number two today. If you're working for the Lord, first of all, you're going to get your life in order. You can't work for the Lord and not have your life in order, spiritually speaking. Your life has to be in order. In other words, you come to Christ and say, Christ, forgive me. Let me get going with my relationship with you. And if you failed, if you've fallen short, you pick yourself back up. Kind of like Gideon did last month. He kind of picked himself back up and got his family, got his army, got the nation of Israel to victory. My friend, you can get to victory. I taught you all last month that God is ready for victory for your life. So if you're ready for victory, as I said last week, you're ready for the trumpet. Listen, victory comes and then the trumpet comes. I, no one knows the day nor the hour when this is going to take place. So we can't just say, well, I'll get ready sometime later. I'll get ready when, 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 when I get older. No, 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 no. We're working for the Lord. So get ready now. Get your life in order. Get your family together. And serve the Lord. You say, Pastor, what does that mean? I say, listen, my friend. It's very easy, God's commandment to us. He used Mark's gospel and Matthew's gospel at the end to basically give our mandate, our marching orders for this serve the Lord. Mark's gospel says it like this, go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. That's pretty direct. He was telling his disciples, well, if you're a follower of Christ, you are a disciple. 
And listen, I got 7 billion people on this planet. And there are many of them that have never even heard the name Jesus yet. So it's our job. It's not just the pastor's job. I'm trying my best. But we got to get more. You know, if, if last week they tell me that, that our stats were there were some 35,000 people that were reached with the gospel message. Well, what, what would have happened if that would have been 3.5 million people? Or 300 million people? It's still falling short of 7 billion people. We got to have a lot of people telling a lot of people about Jesus and the trumpet. And so I encourage you, my friend, if you're going to serve the Lord, get the message out. Go to the highways and the byways. Go to your family. Go to your friends. Go to your colleagues and get the message out. The trumpet is going to sound. So for you to have an order to this, it will bring to you an understanding. Get your life in order. Get your family together. And serve the Lord. So in order to have all that together, you've got to get information. You, you have to know that a pastor like me is trying to give you the correct information. The Bible puts it this way from John chapter 8 verse number 32. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. My friend, <laughs> truth comes from God. God's truth. It's his word. Matter of fact, the Bible says God doesn't lie. So you're given the correct information. Now what you do with the correct information is totally up to you. It's on you. This pastor is giving you the correct information. You will know truth. The truth, there's a trumpet. And it's about to sound. And it's going to sound loud. Last month in my final message on the victory of the army, they blew some trumpets. And, and, the, and the battle was won. They didn't lift a sword. They didn't throw a spear. They didn't shoot an arrow. The battle was defeated with a torch and a trumpet. My friend, the trumpet sound is going to happen. And our goal today, our goal this month, as Pastor Jen delivers the messages to you, I want you to know that God is going to speak directly to you about your place and what you're doing in order to be ready and in order to get others ready. It's one thing to have yourself ready. But my friend, I don't want to go to heaven by myself. I want you to go to heaven. I want your family to go to heaven. I want your neighbors to go to heaven. I want everybody to go to heaven. I don't want anybody to miss out. And I'm not going to be the person that God says, Hey, you had the truth. Why didn't you tell the truth? Why didn't you tell others? This is passion for me. This is, this is what makes me motivated to get up. Say, Pastor, why do you say that? When I was sitting in a college dormitory many years ago, our evangelism professor said, I want you to go to your room today, and on a piece of note paper, I want you to write kind of 
the theme of your life? Kind of what's going to propel you in your life? Kind of a vision statement for you. This will date me, but I sat in a bean bag. It's a type of chair that uh, is just filled with a bunch of little beans. And I sat there on the ground and I looked up to this picture that was in my room. And it was a, a, a picture, and it was a, a picture of a scripture. And the, the scripture was saying that God is for me. And I wrote on my piece of paper that I've used for over 40 years of ministry, and I'm never going to change it, be in the place that I can reach the most people for Christ. The next day, I turned that in to the professor, and he looked at me, and there was a room full of people, and he started to read the, the, the notes, and mine happened to be near the top for some reason. And I wasn't the type of kid that was always at the prayer meeting. I wasn't the type of kid that wanted to write extra on my papers. You know, I was one of those kids that just wanted to keep going. And looked across the room in a room filled with college students. He said, Mr. Pasquale, I believe you can do this. Now, when I heard that, I didn't even like the class. I'll be honest. School for me was not easy. I got good grades, but it wasn't easy. But I knew that God had put that in my heart. When I was sitting in that chair in my, my dorm room, that I had to be in the place. And I've used that as a guiding theme in my life. Every decision I've made, every choice I've chosen, I've decided that am I going to be in the right place to win the most people to Christ? Because i got to get people ready for the trumpet. I believe it with all of my heart that the trumpet could sound at any moment. And I want to make sure that you are ready. So I've got to give them the message. i got to give it to them. We say, what's the message? God loves you and has a plan for your life. My friend, I'm telling you, I don't care how far gone you are. I don't care where you're hearing this message today. I don't care what sins you've committed. I don't care how much grief you've caused other people. It does not matter one bit right this split second. God loves you, has a plan for your life. And as I always say, there's not a sin you've committed that God cannot forgive. Hear my heart today. I want you to be ready for the trumpet. Because the Lord is asking us to be His messengers. The Lord is asking us to make sure our house is in order. I want you to be ready. I want you to read this word as we give you the scriptures this month. I want you to study. I want you to formulate plans. Matter of fact, one of my goals this month is I want to get get you to get a list of people that need to hear a gospel message. It may be the only message they've ever heard, but I'm going to pray that God allows you to send it to someone.
Remember, it's our job to tell, and it's God's job to save. He's the Savior of the world. It's not me. I wish I could save everybody, but I can't. I did not die on the cross. Jesus died on the cross. He forgave the sins of the world. And I want you to know that God says He can love anybody and everybody. Then I believe that with all my heart. He loves you, friend. Now I want you ready for the trumpet. So allow this series of messages not to just stay with you. Even prepare yourself now as you're thinking, who am I going to send this to? Who needs to hear this kind of a message? For some, it may shock them a little bit, but that's okay. I will, I'll shock them right out of hell. You say, man, that's bold. Listen, I don't want anybody to go to hell. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, God doesn't want you to go to hell. He wants you to go to heaven. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hear me, my friend. You've heard a lot of passion today. But you've heard the truth. The truth will set you free. And maybe you've been messed up, going the wrong direction. God can change that direction today. Or maybe you're the person that's been sitting in the chair. It's time to serve. It's time to get going. Get busy telling others. If you're in our Rome church or on one of our on-campus churches, just get busy. Find a place. Send us a note. Say, hey, pastor, what can we do? We got so many online stuff, things we got to do now. It, we had no idea that this was going to explode to these kind of numbers. But listen, my friend, if we can reach 35,000, we can reach 350 million. The internet is wide open, and the world is wide open for the gospel message. I can't use any excuses now of why we can't get the message out. Be in the place that I can reach the most people for Christ. God's put me in my spot. But let me tell you, my friend, God's about to put you in your spot. Just say yes to Christ, and watch what will happen in your life. I want to say a prayer with you today that God will change your life forever. God really does love you and has a plan for your life. As you listen to this word this month, one of the things that's going to just be an overriding factor as we enter into this communion service is that this fellowship with Christ, this last supper that Christ had with his disciples, he was getting them ready. He's going to go away. He's going to send the comforter of the Holy Spirit. But he is coming back. He promised his disciples. And this series of messages this month is going to include you understanding. you got to get ready for the trumpet. And today the Bible says as we partake in communion. Hopefully you've had time to get your communion uh, drink. Your grape juice and, and a cracker. And, and I... As you hold those in your hand, the Bible says specifically, a man is to examine themselves. In other words, you're supposed to look inside. Before he eats or drinks of the bread and the cup. So I want you to just take a moment and look on the inside. And say, Lord, do what I do. 
Lord, if there be any wickedness in me, please forgive me. Please pardon me. You say, you're the pastor. Listen, I don't want, I don't want there to be anything between me and God. You may say, well, you should never have to say that. Listen, my friend. I don't want God to say, hey, you messed up over here. You didn't even remember you did that. Listen, I don't want that. I don't want that for you. So I have a humble heart. Be humble before the Lord. Lord, if I've sinned, please forgive me. Please pardon me. It's okay to be like that. So the Bible says in Matthew chapter 26, verse number 26, while they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take heed. This is my body. The body is a representation of what Jesus did before he went to the cross. He took stripes upon his back so that we can be healed. The scripture says, by his stripes we are healed. What's that mean? My body is healed. My mind can be healed. My spirit can be healed. I say it all the time. Body, mind, spirit. So today, remember the examine part that I said just a few moments ago? This is the moment you say, hey Lord, please. But this is also the Lord, the moment you say to the Lord, Lord, I'm sick in body. I've got this sickness. I've got this problem that's happening in my life. This is what we say to the Lord. Lord, your word says I can be healed. So Lord, today as we hold this bread and we break it, and we say the prayer, oh Lord, God heal every single person, every person that needs an answer today, every person that needs a miracle today, Lord, would you heal them? Thank you, Lord, for doing that. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we eat of the bread together, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Thank you, Jesus, for giving life. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 27 says, Then he took a cup. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins I tell you I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom there it is ready then it says when they had sung a hymn they went out to the Mount of Olives you know in a moment here in our church they're going to sing as they exit and maybe you want to sing. But before you sing, before that song's ever in your heart, 
there's a, there's a freedom that comes. It's not a, a ritual to go through a communion service. It's not a ceremony. It's an experience with Christ. It's a fresh revelation of who He is. I once was blind, but now I see. I used to be dead in trespasses and sins, but the blood, oh, the blood of Jesus, which washes white as snow. Father, thank you today for the blood. Cleanses me from all wrongdoing. And I thank you for your love and mercy to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we drink of the cup together, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. I pray that God has spoken to your heart and to your life. And our prayers are with you. If you need anything, never hesitate to send us a note. We love you. God loves you. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ to say yes to him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're going to help you on this journey with Christ. Maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe... You've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now, there are people that are praying prayers all over the world, and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now, you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video. And you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.